What up, y'all? I'm JT, Chef Tickles, the Alaskan Sniper. I'm here with your boy, Chris Easy, Deuces Minus One, and Chris Evans. What up, what up? We're joined here with our man, Big Daddy, the boy himself, Faraz Sani. What it do, baby? And let's get into it. This is Hoop Session. Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> All <morning>. right. <laughs> so, draft is in uh, on Wednesday, I think. 18th. Five days? Right? Six days, yeah, four days? So- Coming up pretty quick, right? Over the weekend, there's not going to be a whole lot of uh, uh, probably like media coverage over it too, right? So um, just to jump right into it, I think there's going to be like a lot of moves coming into the draft just because of how short term the season is. Like nobody really knows. I think there's going to be a lot of moves like setting people up for the draft or even uh, like teams kind of picking for somebody else and then trading after the fact. So if we're talking like, you know, top picks, there's no clear like front runner right now. Right. You know, like, is it Wiseman? Is it LeVar Ball? Uh, Or sorry, not LeVar. (laughs) (laughs) LeVar's always number one, man. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, he wishes. So Chris, what do you think is more likely to get traded? Minnesota trading the first pick or Warriors uh, trading the second pick? Honestly, I feel like the Warriors would trade that second pick almost guaranteed. Um, When you look at their team, you got Steph Clay, Draymond already as like their core group of players and Wiggins now too. But I feel like with the second pick, they don't need a LaMelo. They don't need an Anthony Edwards. They don't need a Wiseman. They don't need Obi Toppin, anybody like that. So they're, they don't want to deal with having to, what's it called? Progress with a rookie and teach them the ways they want somebody so they can win now. Cause Steph and Clay only really have a few more years, five, maybe five years left of their prime. Right. situations and when you saw how they traded for or signed KD they were like okay we need to win now as well so I feel like this is the same situation I don't know who they'd get with the second pick but I think they'd trade it with package it with Wiggins just get rid of 100%, that part of the team and just bring in somebody I want to say Yanis but probably won't happen but bring in somebody <laughs> of yeah. that type of caliber maybe an all-star just a fringe all-star who can shoot and just so you can throw it in there and then you can work with an NBA player who's already been established in the league. Uh, I don't think Minnesota would want to trade that pick, but I don't think they'll also take Lamelo because they do have D'Lo already. So the fact that they have D'Lo and Kat and those two are best friends already and they haven't really had a full season together, I don't think you're going to draft another point guard like Lamelo to basically fill the same role as D'Lo's filling. So that's what I think. Edwards would probably be a good pick for number one for the Wolves, but then the second pick can definitely get traded, I think. Yeah, I think, like, you know, either way you can make an argument, right? Because there's no clear number one pick, right? Like, if anything, LaMelo is kind of leading, and like you said, he kind of fits the least with them. And then, uh, you know, Wiseman, kind of same thing. You don't want to bring him under cat, kind of counterintuitive. But then with Warriors, too, it's like, you know, there's something nice about drafting somebody like that who you can just kind of bring up in the system. You know, that's kind of proven out with Steph, with Clay, with Draymond, um, and somebody on a rookie deal too, right? Then you still have the ability to have that cap room. They have Minnesota's uh, first pick next year as well. They can move that and get some sort of like win now piece, but then also set them up for the future. Uh, but something I did hear about them moving would be to Chicago for. Uh, Thad Young and Wendell Carter. And in return, they would get the fourth pick as well. So then they would be able to take uh, uh, 
I forgot his name. What's that? The the shooter uh, from. He's supposed to be like the fourth overall pick. I forgot his name, but he's he he's the big shooter. Not top end, right? Not top end. Say again. Ob Toppin? Oh, no, somebody else. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I think there could be an argument to like keeping it and and trading it. I think Minnesota, for me, is more likely to for trade it though. What yeah. do you think, Fred? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to. Oh, Fred, sorry. Go no, ahead. sorry. Go, Chris. <laughs> no, I, I'll get. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I can see both picks being traded. Uh, Minnesota, I can see them wanting to trade the number one pick now and moving more towards the starting to, because they just need to start winning. Um, they yep. need to actually start making the playoff. Uh, I don't think just Cat and uh, Homeboy Snitch, you love his name. <laughs> 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 I like him. He gets buckets, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, Golden State definitely moves him. Though I think I agree with Chris. They package him with Wiggins, uh, get him out. I don't know who they can get though right now with the market that's available because this draft is pretty weak. Yeah. Um, If Lamelo is going to be the number two pick, I think that's that's not good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, And I think Wiggins has proven that he's just okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they can really package that together to get, but yeah, there's a, there's like possibilities of three way trades as well to kind of get like, you know, they give up the pick and, and uh, get off Wiggins' contract and, and maybe even get like somebody like, uh, you know, let's say for instance they make him available and get the second pick like Bradley Beal. Obviously, that'd be ideal. <laughs> Probably, Not realistic, yeah. but but would be nice. Yeah. Um, so so moving on to Westbrook, he's kind of been on uh, you know the leading of the uh, all the social media stuff that you're seeing right now. Um, kind of seems like the front runner is the Knicks right now. They seem to have like the most actual pieces that they could give up and enough cap space. Uh, but obviously, that's not going to be very fun for us. Right, we're gonna get a couple more seasons of OKC Russ, <laughs> averaging a triple double every single night, and that's a couple fifties. But um, just thinking outside the box, let's say what what is the weirdest place for him to go? Charlotte, Orlando, or uh, or to the Knicks there? Chris? Um, oof. Knicks would make sense just because they have the money, and they're a team who would probably bring him in for two years and then ship him off once he starts doing good again. Yeah. Um, but like the Knicks, it would be good if there was full fans allowed in the stadium. It's just because of COVID and whatnot. You'll be able to yeah. fill the bur- like Russ will fill Madison square garden every night. I think at least yeah. for the first half of the season until they become shit really. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you said, like Charlotte would be quite cool, but that's very out there in terms of like, you don't really want – Charlotte has a good thing going, especially with Devontae Graham and, like, Terry Rozier a little bit. But if you bring Russ in, then you're going to basically hamper what Devontae Graham's done last season. Like, if you put bring Russ in and he's ball dominant, takes over the games, takes over the team, really, then Devontae Graham's going to be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I came here, I balled out. I should have been rookie, one of, the, like, the top rookie of the year's candidates. And then you just bring in Russ, who wants to take, who's publicly said wants to take over a team just like he did in OKC. Yeah. So I feel like Charlotte would be 
better, but in the long term, I don't think they'd be better because Russ will probably play a couple of years and then go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, you know, he, he's got three years left on his deal. So, you know, Nick does make the most sense, right? If they got to give up Kevin Knox and Julius Randle and a couple picks for three years of Russ. Yeah. Why not? Nothing's going to happen in three years anyways. Yeah. Right. Same, same kind of thing for Charlotte, but there's that MJ connection there. Right. With, uh, yeah. with Russ, Russ and MJ there. So, uh, and I know Batum is expiring. He's like 24 million a year. That frees up, right? So that's most of Russ right there. So again, they're not really going to do anything over the next couple of years if they get Russ. Maybe they make the playoffs, best case yeah. scenario. Uh, but Faraz, what do you think about, you know, uh, Westbrook in terms of win now going to the Clippers? Possibly, you know, giving up Beverly or uh, Lou Will, you know, Harold Zubok, some sort of combination, trying to keep that big three of, you know, Kawhi, PG, and Westbrook. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. I feel like they'd be giving up too many, uh, too many glue guy pieces, like those, uh, those guys that do the work that most players don't, um, just to get Westbrook. And I think that trio just won't mesh well of him, Paul George, and Kawhi. Um, yeah, just because I think Kawhi needs to have the ball in his hand, and. I just don't think uh, he would get along well with Westbrook. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Beverly Harrell, Zubats, even if you if you put all of them together, I think that's just giving up too many dudes. You're giving up defense um, on that too, right? Like, yeah, you're, you're giving, giving up, up a lot. Two of the three best, def- four best defenders on your team, Zubak, another big guy, mm-hmm. just for Russ, who like is not a liability on defense, but like takes enough bad shots that is a liability on defense. So you're yeah. like, mm-hmm. what do you benefit by losing all that defense in terms of offense with production from but, Russ, right? But yeah. with Russ, I think, he's that guy who goes 100 miles per hour every single game, right? So I wouldn't yeah. necessarily say Russ is a bad defender by any means. Like just straight no. up, he's, he's, he's an upgrade on, on Beverly, right? So it depends on how much they would have to give up. Realistically, you're not yeah. giving up Harold Zubok and Beverly. Like, that's, that's yeah. too much. But if you can fucking get – what's his name? Uh, <laughs> I can't say his alter ego. <laughs> uh, Patterson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you get Patterson out of there. Uh, maybe create some room on the wing. Please. Westbrook, Kawhi, PG as, like, you're kind of, like, your back – court three guys three. <laughs> like that's a, that's a lot of length a lot of athleticism a lot yeah. of hip seals like that's nice man if you can keep harold and maybe like you know morris or something like that um yeah i did i did kind of think of a three-way trade that that might might kind of work for all these teams so it would involve houston utah and philly so houston would get back uh horford they would uh, Utah would get Westbrook and Philly. Philly would get uh, Mike Connolly. So, what do you guys think about that? Utah gets who? Utah gets Westbrook. Houston gets Horford, and Philly gets Mike Connolly. So they're they're all I mean, kind of switching their uh, their massive contracts around. <laughs> I think Utah wins too much there. Yeah, giving up Conley. Yeah, maybe another pick has to go to Philly or a. Or maybe uh, Houston has to give up a pick, another pick, something like that. Because I think I think Westbrook is still 
a level above those other two guys. Yeah. 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 Like, That's right. But what do you guys think about in terms of like fit? You know, Houston gets Horford now. Harden and Horford, they're going back to having like a nice, more of a traditional big. He's not an actual big, but you know. Mm-hmm. And then Philly gets Mike Conley. Some, you know, some certainty with the ball. Some, uh, he doesn't need to have the ball all the time, though. That's a nice thing. Ben Simmons can still do yeah. that for you. Um, and then Utah gets Westbrook and uh, Donovan Mitchell as their backcourt. You know, yeah. maybe you'll have to get Rudy Gobert out of there. They might fucking get into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah, be fair, though, to be fair, though, you think, what's it called? When Russ, you think back at the old Utah OKC playoff series, Russ absolutely hates playing in Utah. Yeah. So I don't think he like the, he gets into it with the fans every game. So I, of those playoff series, so I feel like even if the, that trade was offered and it was like sweet money, I think I don't think he'd personally say, "Oh, I'm going to move to Salt Lake City and play basketball for Utah Jazz." Yeah, <laughs> great point. <laughs> uh, so for us, with uh, Chris Paul, we, you know, pretty much guaranteed out of uh, OKC. You know, there's pretty much no reason yeah. for them to. Uh, continue on with him you know the the likely candidate right now is the sun you know um that makes the most sense they have pieces that they can give up um it'd be really nice to see booker with a traditional point guard um but also you know the heat would be (coughs) milwaukee would be uh would be great to try to keep you honest what do you think about uh cp3 going to any of those three teams or possibly somewhere else um out of those three teams, I think the Suns, it would be good for the development of some of their younger players. Um, apart from that, I don't know how much he himself would actually want to go there. Um, I think he's more in the mindset of he wants to win right now. Um, so I don't know if he would want to go to Phoenix because I'd say Chris Paul has about two more years left of being like, he's still, I consider him above average. Yeah, I think he's got. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he's still considered like a an above average player. He's not an all star anymore. Well, he dragged that team to the playoffs, right? Yeah, but you know, I mean, he's shown he still hasn't. Exactly. So I think he has like two more years of this. So I don't know if he'd want to waste that in Phoenix. Um, my favorite would be the Heat. I think that would be he would be an unreal fit there, and I think that mindset that he has just fits in with the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they he can help them make, take that next step possibly, um, but I don't know who the Heat would have to give up. Uh, it would have to be, I mean, it would have to be a big contract to match at least, right? Yeah, Iguodala would probably be the money um, or Crowder, but you, I think Hero definitely is gone if you're bringing in Chris Paul. Unfortunately, Hero Hero um, just proved himself to be a good trading piece this playoffs. Like yeah, as much yeah, as he yeah. probably wants to stay in Miami, him playing so well, yeah, and being a rookie, mm-hmm. he just upped his like trade stock. He did, he did. I think that they should. I really hope that they keep him though. I really hope that they. Uh, I want him to see. I want to see him grow in that system and see what yeah. he becomes before they trade him, and he can possibly get ruined by another team system. He get yeah. ruined in OKC. Sorry. <laughs> If, if Hero goes to OKC, he'd be done. Oh, done. Yeah, done. Like, you'll never hear from about him again, I don't think. Honestly. Yeah, no. they're, like, they're like 12th seed. It's him. It's uh, you know, <laughs> Alexander. Schroeder's probably gone this year anyway, free agent, right? So, yeah. Um, Yo, boys, I'm sorry. I got to – you guys continue. 
Daddy no duty. <laughs> Yo, Chris, what about Milwaukee? I don't think they really have enough to give up either in terms of picks, but. What do you Would you mean? give up Bledsoe? You'd have to give up Bledsoe. Yeah, you'd have to give up Bledsoe. You know, they don't really have anything young. You know, they got Dante DiVincenzo and DJ Wolf. And they're, like, they're kind of two young guys, right? There. Yeah. And they have the 30th pick. So. <laughs> um, I think he would be good, but he also has – like, Giannis has to have the ball in his hands. Like, Giannis is a point center, right? Like, I don't think Giannis can work off the ball consistently. So if you have a guard, like players like a Bledsoe, like Giannis can be like, give me the ball, and he'll give you like Bledsoe will be right here, take it. Yeah. I don't think Chris Paul. I don't think Chris Paul will do that. I think Chris Paul needs the ball in his hands quite a bit. And in terms of Giannis, he brings the ball up and like he's their offense. He work. I don't think Chris Paul will be able to get him. What's it called? Get him like looks that he wants. He'll Giannis right. will have to yeah. change his game for Chris Paul. Whereas everybody else in the league, for the most part, changes their game for Giannis. Right. But who yeah. knows? Maybe that would be a refresher for Milwaukee, and maybe that'll get them through the playoffs. Because like they yeah. don't really have. If you don't have a point guard, and Giannis is bringing the ball, you just pack the paint because he can't shoot. Exactly. Well, so oh, like, yeah, they've proven that it's beatable, right? The Heat proved proved that, and yeah. I think they look they look pretty shaky against Orlando a couple games too, right? So honestly, yeah. I think Chris Paul would would kill it there, man. Because imagine Giannis brings it up in transition. If it's there, he takes it. But yeah. before, he swings it across the court to Chris Middleton or, or Bledsoe, who doesn't do anything. Now, if you swing it to the weak side with Chris Paul, two-man game, that's a nice fucking option. And then, yeah. you know, and then Chris Paul just runs your second unit, you know. Uh, obviously, putting Chris Paul on any team, it's going to be probably a little bit better. But uh, yeah. Phoenix seems like the best, the best choice, eh? Hey? I think, yeah, I think Phoenix – in terms of basketball wise, it's the best choice for Chris Paul. Like he brought, he dragged, like you say, he dragged that OKC team to the playoffs. And imagine what he can do with Devin Booker, Obre, and DeAndre. Yeah, that's a massive upgrade in terms of the players you're playing around from like Shy and Lugnitz or whatever his name is, <laughs> like Danilo. Like that's a huge upgrade. So it's yeah. like, see, and seeing Booker play off the ball would be quite fun. I think he'd do he'd average twenty-five to thirty a game playing off ball, not having to be like the primary ball handler and the shooter. Yeah, right. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but either way I think Chris Paul's gone, right? So Yeah. Um all right. So a little who says no, you know, our favorite little game that we play on <laughs> uh, Instagram story. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so in this um uh, kind of potential trade here. It's just kind of something fun that I wanted to see, you know, it's more of like a 2K trade, but um, so in, in this, it would be Philly and Dallas. So Philly would get uh, Porzingis and Steph Curry, a little shooting off the bench, and, and Dallas would get Embiid, getting that powerhouse big back in the West. So what do you think? Yeah. Um, I honestly think that's a fair trade. Like it's Philly gets what they need. They need shooting. Especially yeah. if you're going to keep Simmons, you need to surround them with shooters. Yeah. KP is quite decent from three. Is much more mobile than Embiid. Can run a pick and pop probably much ten times faster than Embiid. Um, yeah. <laughs> that Seth Seth is one of the top shooters in the league, really. So yeah, right. you, you have him in the corner. You have Josh Richardson there. You have Simmons. You have Horford potentially still there popping out for threes too, right? Yeah. But, like, would Horford go into the center role? 
So you'd have KP in power forward, Horford center, which Horford played for the Celtics center and it worked fine. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, once you put more shooters in Philly, I'd like to see how Doc would turn that team around. Mm-hmm. I think with a shooter like KP, you'll probably be better than having an Embiid injury wise, athletic wise, yeah. but you do lose in defense. Yeah. Like, but then again, the East isn't really stacked with big men. Yeah, right. Mean? Exactly. Miami proved it. Right. They ran Bam six nine, six eight, something like that. They ran yeah. him into the finals. Right. Um, yeah, I think in terms of Philly, I think they they get what they want. You know, something that's a little more in line with Simmons, um, yeah. with KP. You know, he's kind of proven to have a good work ethic. You know, something that. Uh, Philly's been pretty upset with Joel Embiid since day one, right? I was coming in overweight and whatnot. And yeah. I think their injury risk is kind of the same for both of those guys, right? So, um, and then Steph Curry is just kind of like a little sweetener there, just uh, more so for cap. But then in terms of cap, Philly gets off Embiid, and then if they're able to, you know, package Horford with something and get off that, then they have room for like another legit star as well. Right? Yeah. Um, and they have twice still. And they have fucking Tobias Harris. You're right, man. Yeah. So if they can get off Horford and if they have to, um, you know, give up a pick or maybe take some some money back, uh, yeah. they could potentially have another star in, let's say, two years around Simmons and around KP with a little more experience. I think that would be dirty. What do you think with, from Dallas is that, though? But with, and also on that point, with Doc yeah. being the coach as well, oh, it's a huge upgrade over Brett Brown anyways. Yeah. So. Keep people in line, probably. Yeah, great point, man. Um, exactly. So for Dallas yeah, and now, Brett Brown and yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say Brett Brown and Simmons have a great relationship, right? Uh, uh, wait, that doesn't matter because he just got fired. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Dallas. I mean, they're potentially cracking top four in the West. I'd say, especially right Houston, now. Houston's draw. If Houston blows itself up. Like, even if it's just Harden on that team, I don't think they'll still do as well. No, like, they, yeah. Harden needs a second superstar. But um, you do get that stopper, like you said, in Embiid, and the big man, powerhouse banger in the West. Because yeah. you got, in the West, you got who? You got Cat, you got Joker, you got Dwight, you got Zubak, you yeah. got Gobert. You got AD. So like, <laughs> yeah. AD, yeah, I forgot about that. So it's yeah. like, you do all, you go through all that, and then, cool, regular season, regular season, whatever, but then you get in the playoffs and have to play these guys seven times in two weeks, exactly. you know? And, like, if Embiid is healthy and he can match up against these bigs, that's Dallas, Dallas wins this trade, though, big, no, like, hands down. Because you already have Doncic, you have Embiid who can still shoot. Yeah. You know? So it's like yeah. both, te- both teams win this trade. But yeah. the only reason I can say who would say no, I'd say Dallas would say no, just because Cuban, I don't think he wants to break up Porzingis and Doncic. You got the European yeah. connection, you know? <laughs> well, they want to at least give him a chance too, right? You know, exactly. if he was injured, bubble, weird situation anyways. They're both super young, right? So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I think if they call and offer him beat, I think they do it. I think um, – if I had to say, Philly might say no, but honestly, I think it's a pretty fair trade, man. Yeah. You know, Embiid, Embiid with Doncic there, it's like, I think that would just be an insane combo, man. That pick and roll would oh, be yeah. impossible to guard. 
Plus, uh, the other Dallas bigs can shoot, right? Maxi Cleaver can shoot. Dwight Powell tore his Achilles, uh, you know, before the shutdown. So he yeah. should be back this year. Um, but yeah, either way, I think I think it's a good trade either way. Yeah. How's Hi, the pup? Hello. <laughs> How's the pup? She's good. She's roaming around in the room now. <laughs> uh, we were just doing a little who says no trade scenario. Who says no? Yeah. I'm sorry. So, uh, right. Wh- Which one are we on? So for you, it'll be uh, this will be Chicago and Milwaukee. So I'm just thinking, uh, you know, obviously I want to get my bucks to glory and I don't want Giannis to leave just yet, but uh, Chicago would get Bledsoe and the prospect DJ Wilson. Milwaukee would get back Zach Levine. DJ Wilson, you said? Yeah. DJ Wilson's the big guy, yeah. Yeah. Zach Levine is only three or 19 mil. 19 per year, yeah. Oh, 19 per year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Chicago says no. I think they would want a little bit more. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, actually. Um, You know, DJ Wilson's not quite enough as a sweetener. I was yeah. thinking having that as kind of like your your three man big corner scoring with Wendell Carter, Larry Markman, and DJ Wilson for the future. I think is pretty solid, and then you yeah. can kind of bet bank on Kobe White, um, and, and maybe flipping uh, a Bledsoe. You still have Sadoransky as well, um, and, or maybe you know there's there's possibilities of flipping Wendell Carter for a pick as well. But um, what how do you think that does for Milwaukee getting back Zach Levine? I think that'd be pretty pretty nice for Milwaukee. Um, it kind of gives them a, I mean, it gives them a, I guess it would be like a second score because I don't really consider Giannis a score. It's like Middleton's a yeah. score. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, it gives them then that second like solid score or like spot off shooter when Giannis uh, drives and he kicks out. You know, this guy's gonna gonna make it. Yeah. Um, fuck. <laughs> the thing uh-huh. is, the, the one thing is like Levine, he just shoots a lot, right? So the only kind of thing I was thinking with that is, you know, if Giannis is bringing up the ball and Levine's kind of fighting over it, I could see a little bit there. But think about the length of that team now as well. With Zach Levine and Middleton at your backcourt, and then you have Giannis and Brooke up front. Like that's a super long team. You know, you get off Bledsoe, who's been detrimental in terms of his shooting and whatnot. Um, Maybe you got to throw DiVincenzo in there as well. That's not too bad. But um, Faraz, jump into your boys, the San Antonio Spurs, trying to stay relevant. Uh, yeah. With Denver, I came up with a possible scenario. So San Antonio would get Gary Harris, Will Barton, uh, and a nice little bowl bowl for the uh, the uh, prospect feature there. And then DeRozan would uh, go back to Denver. Uh, so San Antonio would be able to get off all that money. Get, get back a ton of shooting, obviously some size prospects, which we know San Antonio utilizes. So how do you feel about that? I mean, honestly, as much as I love DeRozan, I think that's a very good trade for San Antonio. I think they would 100% do that. Yeah. Too much, um, right? I think, I think that's just a, that's some solid prospects right there. I mean, Bull Bull, you don't really know. Yeah. Um, it's mainly for Gary Harris and Will Barton. Right. Um, both guys play defense. Uh, Gary Harris is, I think, the better shooter out of the two. But uh, yeah. Barton is still solid. Uh, yeah. 
I think those guys would fit into that Spurs system if Popovich is still there too. Right. And I think, you know, with DeJounte Murray coming back, it's a totally different team, right? We haven't really seen DeJounte and DeMar together, mind you. But in that case, it would be DeJounte Murray's team. You got a solid two guard in Gary Harris. Will Barton's probably your sixth man, uh, depending on, you know, what's going on with like Rudy Gay and all that kind of stuff. And then like you said, Bull Bull's just a wild card, right? Yeah. That is true. Yeah. yeah, he could be he could be good. He could end up being uh, just a flaw. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it could be just injuries, right? But then yeah. Dan, if you look at that from Denver, you got now you're starting Jamal Murray, DeRozan, Jeremy Grant, and then either you know MPJ or Millsap, and then you got Jokic. So that's, that's a stack. Thirty. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, you have a lot less coming off the bench than they're typically used to, but they still got Monte Morris. Uh, you know, they still have other pieces, so. Do you think that Denver team beats the LA team in a seven-game series in the Western Conference Finals? They have DeRozan instead. Honestly, I don't think so. <laughs> but I think it's a lot closer because Lakers still have the, the defense there for DeRozan. I think he doesn't pose a whole ton of threat to the Lakers. But yeah, yeah, I think Denver gets a lot better with that trade. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, no, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, boys. You guys continue this. Yeah. <laughs> hold, hold her in your hands. Yeah. No, she's just not going to do it right now. She's being, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. All good, homie. All good. All good. <laughs> Puppy first. Uh, so the last one I got here, Miami, Washington. So this, I just listened to a podcast this morning with uh, um, the low post. And he was interviewing the uh, Washington uh, GM said yeah. absolutely Bradley Beal is not available. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, hey, we're still going to go through it because I, this is something I would love to see, Bradley Beal with uh, the Heat. So yeah. Miami would receive Bradley Beal. Washington uh, would get Tyler Hero. We already talked about it a little bit. Uh, Kelly Olenek and then Derek Jones Jr. just for kind of money there. They probably uh, flip him anyways. Uh, you get yeah. a little bit of shooting with Olenek. Uh, Thomas Bryant they're super excited about. Uh, in Washington there, and they're likely to lose Bertons as well. So you get a little bit of shooting there. And then Tyler Hero is kind of your, your chip there. So what do you think about that from both sides? Ooh, yeah, that's that Miami team is going to be – like you lose Hero, you lose Kelly, you lose Jones, but you yeah. gain 30 points a game in Beal. Yep. And then you, Miami does gain like a pure score because I don't think – I don't consider Jimmy a pure score. Jimmy gets buckets, yep. but I don't think like – he needs players around them to do well or have the same attitude as him. So yeah. if you add a 30-point-a-game score in Beal that can get his shot whenever he wants, that basically carried that Washington team all last year, and then you give Jimmy his still his same role, that team goes off for, what, 55, 60 wins, potentially. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you, you, like, yeah. you, you still have Crowder. Crowder is a three-point threat, I think. Yeah. He, he, he showed it in the playoffs. Like, he hit, what, exactly. two, I think, two a game against Indiana, four threes a game against Milwaukee. So, it's like, Don't even there's your shooter. Game one against Boston, he hit five? So, I'm like, He's come on. <laughs> but, like, he, Drogic, Drogic can handle that load. Like, Beal yeah. and Jimmy, he has at his disposal. He's still a bam. Yeah, I think losing Hero is not the biggest issue in the world if you do get somebody like Beal. 
But in terms of Washington's side, I think it gives them, if they are in the rebuild, which I think they should be going towards, yeah. once John Wall comes back, like you have pure shooter, could potentially turn into a pure scorer and hero. Kelly, who will big man spread the floor, and then Joe Jr., who's just freakishly athletic. Yeah. <laughs> you, add, you add them with John Wall, who can get his, get his own whenever he wants, a healthy John Wall. Yeah, and I think that opens the game. Exactly. Yeah, I think that opens up the floor for Hero as well. Yeah, like when Hero when Hero played with Jimmy, everybody packed the paint on Jimmy because there's no and like was available to help more because Jimmy's not shooting the three. Right. So if if in Washington Hero could eat just because everybody's focused on John Wall. Right. And yeah. Hero's like playing that second fiddle, like Chris Middleton style, can hit four or five threes a game. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. I think my Washington would say no, but they shouldn't say no. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, because Hero, I think, is more on the same timeline as, as what uh, Washington is, right? Ideal situation, John Wall comes back, Beal's uh, committed, and, uh, you know, maybe they flip uh, Bertans there and try to get something else. But um, I think he's more on the timeline of, like, Hachimura, um, they obviously made a mistake getting rid of uh, Kelly Oubre for uh, <laughs> yeah. Trevor Ariza. But, yeah, I, and then I think you get two solid pieces there in terms of a Lennox, Jones. Jones probably has some value somewhere. Um, but we pretty much got proven that, like, Kelly can't really play in the playoffs that like, effectively, right? Like, Lakers picked him apart. Um, yeah. Obviously, he, he serves a purpose, and he does well. He has those big game per series, but I think you – You'll take that. You'll play Myers Leonard instead. They're comparable, and you get yeah. back Bradley Beal. I think uh, I think Miami would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Washington's probably the team to say no there. Um, yeah, that's. Kind of, I think that's all I got for who I would think, say no. I think one more point on that. I think any team would yeah. say yes to Beal. Like yeah. if that's why that's why I think Washington's so protective over him because you offer Beal for almost anything the other team saying yes yeah that's true yeah he's he's kind of like the main thing right now that could get moved right you know exactly whereas Giannis to go blah 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 it's all kind of like a year away Chris Paul's kind of like the main trade piece right now so yeah if Bradley Beal's on the market I think a lot of guys are available oh yeah um yeah you know, with with the draft super close, like who do you who do you want if you get traded this season or this off season before the season starts here? Um, for selfish reasons, I want to see Ibaka on the Celtics. Okay, I would like to see what's it called a dominant big man that we can like. No, no disrespect to Tice. Tice held his own in the playoffs, yeah. like quite oh, yeah. sufficiently, I'd say. But yeah. the lack of like defending and consistency every game, like there were some games where Tice would be sitting 90% of the game, Cantor wouldn't even come in and we'd play small. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like if you put Abaka on the Celtics, you spread the floor with the big man five that can shoot a three, he can hit mm-hmm. the two, three, two, three threes a game. Yep. And like defensively, you have the block. You have, the, you have, you have his blocking ability. Like that basically takes care of anything in the paint, I'd say, with Ibaka. And the dudes, I think the dude on the in the right situation is potentially on the verge of, like, cracking into an all-star game on a weak year. Wow. So, like, on the right situation, I think, and staying healthy, obviously, 
Yeah, I think Ibaka would be the seas would the Celtics would be helped so much having Ibaka on that team. Wow. You know, obviously Ibaka is not what he used to be. I'll say that first yeah. and foremost. You know, it's not OKC Ibaka or or uh, early Toronto, but he's definitely an upgrade. But what yeah. do you think about? Uh, then you're kind of stunting Robert Williams there. You know, he looks pretty solid. I love that guy, man. I yeah. love that guy's, but like, he's still young, right? I think Yeah. also with having Ibaka, you'd, you'd get the growth with Rob Will. Like, you yeah. get that proper big man who you can learn from. Instead, yeah. like, he's sort of learning as on the fly with like Tice or Cantor or Taco. Right. Yeah. not even learning from Taco, like he's older than them, but yeah. still. Like you need that established big man to like teach him the ropes because you you just watch him play and he's so raw. Yeah, there's so much potential in there, but he's so raw that like you that you expect the mistakes. Yeah, but I think maybe it's two built. two three years two three years Rob Will could maybe not next season but the season after Rob Will should become yeah. a good piece for the Celtics. Like you're starting big on like you know. I championship so. pursuing yeah i think so too man he looks so. solid but abaca with those celtics would definitely be an upgrade you would probably just lose cancer in that scenario and keep tice and, and robert williams and if you want to play small grant williams yeah. um but then you have all your all your wing guys too you still have gordon hayward um you know jtjb all those Marcus smart all those guys i yeah. think obviously he would do super well there toronto fans would absolutely hate him <laughs> and that would make me happy. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, dude, it's Kevin Love, man. That guy's got to get the fuck out of Cleveland. Yeah. You know, like he's he's like, I don't know. I, I love Kevin Love. I, I was super against him getting traded to the Cavs back in the day. Yeah. I wish that they had kept uh, Wiggins and tried that with LeBron because same thing, growth. And anyways, that's another day. But Kevin Love, <laughs> I've always, you know, I've always uh, obviously I fucking look like him I play like um you know he's the hope for any uh, white boy dream um so Kevin Love I'm trying to think like where would be ideal Portland's always been the rumor uh your Celtics would, yeah your Celtics would be unreal uh yeah. but Phoenix I think would be a nice fit too so what do you think about those three Ooh. Portland would be sick well, he's from Oregon too right so like it'd yep. be like a going back home type thing and yep. he'd be a more what a more efficient better three-point shooter than Nurkic, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Spread the floor a bit more, bigger body to set screens for Dan and CJ. Mm-hmm. Phoenix would be dope too, but I think they have their young core ready and they don't really need somebody that old. Yeah, you know, like, fair enough. But I think Portland probably would be the best place for him if he was, good, if he was to go anywhere. But yeah, I agree, he does need to get the fuck out of Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he should have been yeah. gone when LeBron was gone, honestly. Yeah. Well, he, he signed that massive deal, and then LeBron was like, <laughs> he got his ring, he got his deal. He's like, okay. Uh, He's just living his think, best life now. <laughs> oh, dude, straight up. Have you seen the guy's Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's living it. I think Portland would be nice, like you said, hometown connection. Um, get Whiteside the fuck out of there. And then you got your three bigs as Nurkic, Kevin Love, and Zach Collins is going to be coming back healthy too, right? So you can go any kind of iteration of that. Kevin Love at the five with Zach Collins. Those guys are both shooters. Nurkic and Kevin Love, Nurkic and Zach Collins. Really don't think you could play all yeah. three of them. 
I don't think, but then you have your two solid ass guards as well. So as always, Portland's still missing their, their wing guy that they've never had, but um, I do think Portland makes the most sense. Phoenix, I agree. He's definitely not on the same timeline, but like if they could do that and get Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Booker, Kevin Love, DeAndre Ayton, um, you know, Sarich is out of there. Kaminsky gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, whoever else they got, Bridges or some shit. Um, yeah, Portland probably makes the most sense, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And then another one I would like to see go is Davis Bertans. Again, listening to that podcast kind of contradicts all my thoughts here, but uh, <laughs> he was kind of saying how, you know, Bertans is, uh, they're hoping to re-sign him. And that he's, you know, perfect player to play with John Wall, they were kind of saying. But I would love to see him go uh, to a contender. You know, yeah. my Bucks would be great. Uh, Lakers would be great. Celtics um, but would be if, sick. <laughs> Celtics would be nice. Um, who wouldn't want that guy, right? But, but yeah. I think Houston could really use him. Yeah. What, if they don't get enough, they get Westbrook to stay. Uh, they decide to, you know, try, try to play a little more traditional with like a big. Uh, not necessarily Bertans, but Bertans is one of your bigs, I think that's deadly. You know, Westbrook and Bertans on your on your bench and then Harden kind of comes off of that. So yeah. I would love to see Bertans go, yeah. Yeah, Bertans was on the training block last year too, like right around trade deadline and then he stayed. But yeah, that guy can that guy's like a very underrated piece for a team. Yeah. You're a big man who can shoot, like like shoot Dude, a consistent like, clip. What? Yeah. Yeah. He's like over forty percent shooter and He's shooting from like Curry range, like legit yeah. Curry range. You know, he he had an unreal season leading up to the to the shutdown, and then that happened, and then the bubble, and he's just like, "Fuck that! My trade value is sky high. I'm not playing." <laughs> did I'm not did Washington go to the bubble? They did, right? Washington went, but uh, no John Wall, no Beal, no Burton. It was just straight <laughs> bombs. If Smith was starting, man. Oh man, that's <laughs> <brutal>. <laughs> yeah. Good shit, man. That's uh, kind of all I had for uh, trade scenarios. I'm sure a lot will happen uh, before our next one leading yeah. up to the draft. Hopefully there will be a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm talking excited, man. It's coming up quick. Yeah, what? A month and eight days, I think? Yeah, exactly. So it's just going to be like yeah. every other week's just going to be something, right? Draft next yeah. week, free agency week after that, and training camp a couple weeks after that. Like, I like it. I yeah, like it. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> Good shit, man. Thanks. Hi, nice, sir. Cool. Hey. Thanks for stopping by to sesh with us. If you like what we're doing, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your neighbor, tell your dog. Peace.